Welcome to the Film Gods podcast, everyone. This episode, I want to let you know about a great man who is feeding our doctors and nurses. Philip Juma, head chef and founder of Juma Kitchen, didn't want to put his incredible skills of making delicious food, and I've tasted it, it's amazing, to waste during lockdown. So when Borough Market closed its doors, he took it upon himself to feed our NHS staff. He's single-handedly making hundreds of meals for them every week. And if you want to help feed our heroes, go to Juma kitchen.com yeah i'm saying it again that's jumakitchen.com and donate let's clap them on the thursday and feed them on a friday massive love and respect going out for juma kitchen let's get started hola film family i'm isusko your host aka the time scheduler welcome to the Film Gods podcast, which is a chat with the best of the UK film crew who make all of those beautiful moving images you watch every day. I want to give a special thanks to Island Studios for the recording space. Thank you, Mark, Mitch, Pauline, and the whole team. And wherever you're listening, I hope you enjoy. Big love. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, film family, whatever time it is that you're listening. Um, we are delving into an episode of post-production today. Uh, which is completely out of my remit. So it's great to kind of throw me into the deep end. Um, and I had a chat yesterday with the director and this specific type of job, he was like, this is super important to know as a young director coming up. So I'm so pleased that we've got someone of this caliber going to talk to us about what they do. So what is your name, sir? And what do you do? Hi. Yeah, my name is James Rosen. Uh, I am an editor, video editor, offline editor, which is a kind of official term for the specific type of editing that I do. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I work at Final Cut in London. So what does, what does editing mean to you? What is it that you do? Well, I'm essentially the first stage of post-production. Um, so in a nutshell, I receive all the footage that's been shot. Mm -hmm. Obviously some jobs, there, there might not actually be any footage, but that's a whole different story. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll receive hours of footage from say two, three, four days of shooting. Mm -hmm. And it's my job to turn all of that into the finished article, as close to the finished article as I can get it. Okay. Which will then be the blueprint for all post-production after after what I do. So, so do you set, kind of set the skeleton? It's like this, this, these body parts come to you, you figure out the skeleton, and then everyone else puts the skin and muscles on us of some description. Yeah, I, I liken it to kind of book, book publishing. I'll, I'll write the manuscript, which right. gets signed off, yep. and then it gets published. It gets printed, bound, illustrated, glossed up, you know, yeah, and then nice. it gets put on the shelf, right? And obviously, you can't, you can't write a book and have to publish it every time. That'd be very expensive and time-consuming. Mm. So you, you edit the manuscript in sketch form with loads of doodles all over it, whatever, everyone, and everyone signs that off. And then they don't have to kind of correct. Ideally, you don't have to correct anything once you're at the finishing stage. But these days, because of scheduling and time and just the way the whole process works, there is a bit of back and forth. But... That, okay. that's it in a nutshell and you're right it is a bit like building the skeleton because you, 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 it's not always film footage there could be uh, CGI elements 
There could be stock footage, um, graphics, animation. It's all different kinds of things, but essentially they are the, the, still the kind of same components which will be used to construct, as I said, as close to the finished article as possible. Nice. And at what point, so the, the question that I kind of ask for film crew at the beginning is kind of what's your process from pencil to invoice? Um, sure. How, yeah. like, when do you come into a project? How soon do you start kind of having, do you get to put your stamp on, a, on something or how does, it, how does it work that way? Yeah, I like to get involved as early as possible. Every project is different, so I don't want to, you know, it, I don't want to be too specific. But yeah, yeah. some projects I, I really won't need to come in any earlier than just getting the footage because it okay. might be a, a fairly straightforward uh, premise. But the thing about filmmaking is, is as, as soon as you embark on that journey, there there will be surprises, right? Surprises along the way that no one could ever foresee and and it's not they're not errors necessarily they're not it's not anyone did anything wrong it's just the the nature of filmmaking as you know being on set all kinds of stuff comes up that you could not have possibly foreseen for whatever reason yeah um included in that i mean not just logistically but including that uh, 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 uh just from an idea point of view from a from the, from the point of view that you've got to fit something in say 30 seconds as soon as you add time into a project, i.e. like editing, you're dealing with time. So you're, you're pressing play and it takes you from second one to second 30. And across that time, you have to, you have to say a certain thing, you have to show certain things, convey a certain message, try and create a certain emotion. And, and, and the trajectory of time is something you really can't, unless you're extremely experienced, you, you can't predict how that's going to affect a script, for example. So you, so you yeah. could write a great script, but it's very different reading it on the page to, to watching it in real time mm. across 30 seconds. Do you see what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, uh, yeah. So, so I like to try and... Um, you can recreate that pretty, pretty easily with a storyboard. So I do like to do storyboard editing, um, previs work. And, and even though you don't have the footage with a storyboard, it's really useful because you can immediately see how the whole thing's going to feel over 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. On commercials, you may have a voiceover, so that's something you can do straight away. You can add music, and immediately you're actually starting to solve problems before you've even started the actual real, the real edit. Mm. You, can actually, you can actually solve them. Um, so, yeah, so, so really, We'll, we'll get an inquiry, we'll get the, the, the documents that we have at that point, so a director's treatment and potentially the, the, agency, the agency script as well. Um, and I'll have a look at that. Once the job's approved, I'll, I'll try and get a bit more involved. I'll have a, I'll have a conversation with the director, and maybe voice some ideas, you know, depending on my relationship with the director, whether I could maybe voice any concerns that I might have from an edit point of view. And it really, it's all from an edit point of view. Yeah. And, and as an editor, I'm immediately like, oh, I'd love, I, I need more of this, or th this feels, um, I wouldn't say irrelevant, but I, I want to question, you know, what, what's this for? And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it together in my head. Imagine. But it's, it can be quite dangerous to do that because I'm anticipating something that hasn't happened yet. And, and obviously, 
the director has a vision, the agency has a vision, everyone has a vision, mm. everyone has their own vision. And, and I'm very much on, on the um, going along for the ride yeah. and I have to play my part in that. So mm. it's not really about what I think it, it necessarily should be, but how I can help um, communicate what needs to be communicated. So I'm coming at it from that point of view. Oh, nice. Um, now we like yeah. so um, the director Sam Brown, who was the the wonderful man that kind of put us in touch. One of the things he was saying was about trust and trust with your editor and trust with your team. <clears throat> now that you you kind of saying, I I would I, you know I might look at a storyboard and and then have my thoughts on it. That must come from a gut instinct and actually that ability that you can trust that the director will take on board what you're saying. Now. Do you sometimes kind of just get a guy instinct and you go, oh, look, I'm supposed to be giving an emotion of this, but actually all the shots are too close, so I need something wider. Do you, can you visualise that from a storyboard? Or is that just... I'm, yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm really focused on, on the communication side of it mm-hmm. at, at that stage. I, there are things that you just know you're going to need um, because ultimately the... the, the my job, I like to think of it as, is is to is to represent the viewer. Mm. I I am the viewer. I am the audience more than anything. Like really, then my loyalty really lies with them. Mm. Um, obviously, the directors will will book in the UK anyway. The directors book the editor, so I have professional loyalties to 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 the director. I obviously have commitment to. To the agency as well uh, you know I, i'm still working with people yeah, but ultimately my 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 boss is the audience mm. right and i have to think about this ad from their point of view and i have to i have to hold in my mind you know what it is that the ad is trying to do and what it's trying to say and what message it needs to get across and what emotion it's trying to create in the viewer and all those things will add to the impact of the ad ultimately so that yeah. they'll, they'll be changed and they'll remember it and they might go out and either buy the product or sign up to the charity or whatever. Mm. But I have to, I have to, I have to hold, hold all those, those goals and all those aspirations for the project in mind. But I also have to hold the viewer in mind as well who hasn't seen anything. They are completely ignorant to, to, the, to the months of preparation that's gone into it um, and, 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 and everything else. And I have to really look very objectively at what we've got and say, okay, it, are they going to be told what they need to be told? So looking at the storyboard that, as, as editors, because we are ultimately writers in a way, like, mm-hmm. like there, are, there, are, there are key things that we'll need as, as vocabulary, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Film vocabulary that we're going to have to have so that we can communicate that message. Now, there are often times where, where they might even be down on the storyboard, but they might not have been able to shoot it for, for whatever reason. Again, filmmaking is a, can be quite unpredictable and best laid plans go to waste, so to speak. Yeah. But that's, that's filmmaking. So if, if they're there on the storyboard and they don't get them, I'm, I'm still going to need them somehow. So, that, so there's, a, there's a kind of compensatory aspect to it as well. That's I a, guess on a, on a commercial, so... And I guess the reason I was asking the question, because, you know, as soon as you were talking about what you might need for the edit on a feature film, you know, mm. Thor Ragnarok, they went out, they shot 
a bit of it, and then they just they put a rough cut together, and then went back and did reshoots on a commercial, which yeah. is one of the days. There is no chance to go back and get the close up of the hand. Exactly. So, are you trying to think? Are, you, is, are they kind of like get out of jail free shots as well? That you're like, ah, oh, yes, and, and talk to the director about. It. Yes, well, yes. So I, I, I am trying to anticipate ha having as much as I as I can get, as much as I, I need options coverage but the nature of tv commercial shoots there's usually a lot of footage and i i haven't done a feature film yet but from what i've heard the the shooting ratio can can be quite high mm. compared to a lot of drama um obviously there, there, there are exceptions and, and i don't know maybe it's the same on films i, I don't know but someone someone else might know the, the answer to that yeah. but but i i've done ads for for you know 30 second ad that's been 20 hours you know it's it's they, there's wow. a lot of coverage and yeah. i think that it's down to that the, 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 the reshoots reshoots don't tend to happen with ads because the it's very fast paced there might not be the money to do it mm. they do happen sometimes because they have to happen yeah but but maybe because of that yeah there, there's a lot of coverage and a lot of options and directors shoot tons of stuff um that they they might not necessarily they might not, I mean, they need it to have the coverage, but it might, you know, it might not be down in the storyboard or it might not be something specific that they, they think they're going to use. But yeah. they're like, get out of jail, free cars. And, you know, it's, really experienced filmmakers will have those because editing, we can really um, solve a lot of problems in the edit where you're lacking something that you need. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but to do that, we might need another shot, you know, a cutaway, right? Yeah. You can't, because there, there is a film language that we have to try and stick to that, that helps with the flow. And, you know, you, you cut two wides together, it, it's, it's going to jar and it, it might not, it might not work, it might be kind of confusing or geography. And, you know, when you're cutting around a scene and you've got, you've got geography that you have to try and make sense, there's mm -hmm. certain kind of filmmaking rules that you can stick to. So to, to, to solve those problems, maybe jump cut, jump from one scene to another or one moment to another, you might need a cutaway. Yeah. So, though, so yeah, so that, and then, and then the, the, as I said, the kind of key communicative shots, communicating shots that, that, that you need to say something. All those things, yeah, kind of, I, I kind of bubble up to the surface when I'm looking at a storyboard and I'm, nice. and I'm tracking it, a bit like what, reading a comic, you know. I mean, I used yeah. to read a lot of comics when I was younger still do but you know you're kind of tracking it and you and you and you're trying to just imagine the shot and you're going okay so there's a wide then there's a close-up okay but but you know if 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 the idea is say i don't know um some um some drink or something yeah i don't know i'm just thinking of an ad on the top of my head but <laughs> there's a d you know details right close-up mm -hmm. details they're yeah. obviously a very easy way to signpost to the audience something that they have to pay attention to right yeah. so i i'm looking for those things but my my my, my problem i guess that I, I can be quite literal about that and a bit logical but mm -hmm. i like to do i like to to have that as a, as a kind of major string to my bow because the director mm. it is isn't necessarily it's like they're they're more creative vision and the art and the craft um, they're obviously also going to be interested in the communication and making make sure the audience know what they want to know but there's so many things that they have to juggle there really are there's, there's this huge 
remit that they have. Yeah. So I want to bring a more of a kind of specialist focus on that. Nice. Um, having said that, once those things are there, then there's another side to my job, which is a much more experimental, again, quite artistic, freeform, mm. jazzy, trial and error way uh, approach as well. Mm. So it, it's it's a, it's 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 kind of juggling those two brains nice. <laughs> the, the the logical what do we need to say exactly what we need to say so that the audience get it yep. and then the the head the the brain of like making it interesting to watch hmm. you know make it fun to watch and memorable and you've got to get those two things right and 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 different brands different products require kind of slightly different balance maybe because i was i was thinking you know you have like a perfume ad this is like my go-to example where nothing has to make sense at no, all. No, I, I think you know no. a lot of those things are just literally like dream sequences. Yeah, all of a sudden and, we're and, in, a, in a poppy field and there's a wolf, and then cut to oh, yeah. it's red, and now there's a tree growing out of a cup, and you're like, okay, cool, great. I know, I know, <laughs> and it, it's like a montage of just like memories and emotions, and it's and then as long as you hit the product at the end, mm. and, and that's just become like a, a, a genre in of itself, right? Yeah, and then. So that's, that's one far end of the scale. And then you're on the other end, which will be like a B&Q sale, which is just literally, you know, posters, moving posters with yeah. prices on it, yeah. which has got, it's, there's still craft in it. Don't get me wrong. You know, mm. typography and graphic design, it has to be done in a really nice way. But, you know, it's information. It's pure information, which has its own requirements, I guess. Now, how do you take, so, you know, you, you mentioned, having potentially, you know, 20 hours of footage for a 30 second commercial. Yes, there's storyboards to go off, but you know, just for a first draft, do you just go, right, I'm going to, I'm going to take the footage and I'm going to cut something together. And then you watch it back and go, Oh fuck me. It's like six minutes long right now. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start taking stuff out. Or is it just that where's board one, right? There's frame one, put it in. There's frame two, put it in. You, you, you'll probably hear this from me a lot, but it depends on the project. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> Copy and paste that line. Yeah. It really, really <laughs> does. You know, we, we do so many different types of, of projects in advertising, which is one of the things I really love about it. Um, so when you have, you know, real, a really, a really um, experimental montage, I'd say abstract, less specific piece of work but a less a less kind of de deliberate uh message should that be a music it's video hard to explain really is that you know in a promo do you get more leeway to be able to create a little create more uh, be more creative in that environment yeah oh you mean in a music video yes you know does I, that I give you the scope or have you never is that not it, well um not not necessarily because you because then you're still you're still kind of locked to the to the structure of the song and the, and the and the singer and the lyrics and although some music music videos might not even have might not have any performance in but but coming back to your question about about how to how to kind of get 20 hours down the, i think that the two basic types of work that you can kind of split it along are are kind of story based so and an, a, a kind of clear narrative and then something which is just a bit more free form um, where, where nothing has to go anywhere in particular. Right. Mm -hmm. So with the narrative work, you've, you've got a clear 
you have got a sense of a structure in that in that you've got a story that starts uh, a you know in a and then ends goes b c d e f and ends at f mm. in, in a story sense obviously you can still move those things those things around but you have to you have to tell a story yeah whereas on the other side you have something that's free form it might be here here's some footage um we want to create the feeling of something and by the end the, the the viewer kind of has an experience and and that's that's the idea mm. but there's no sense of where it starts or where it stops yeah. those 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 two are the kind of basic differences and then there's all the permutations in between all the, all the variables you know um so and and then of course what's interesting is like within the narrative structure you might have sections where they are completely freeform i mean car ads are, are, are quite are quite interesting you you could have a structure of a car but then there might be a sequence which is just some driving you know we'll show the car sh show off the car mm. and and within that little section of the ad which might in the ad might be five seconds they'll shoot 10 hours of the car rolling on a road right yeah and and, and it all looks great it's all shot really nicely and then you have to kind of go through that and 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 cull it and so so there's Generally speaking, the, the, the process of, of getting all that footage, there, there is, I, I've developed my own method and I think that's a very personal thing to me. Yeah. And you'll get a completely different method with, with all, all other editors. Mm. I think it's very closely related to someone's personality and their makeup and, you know, how they deal with, how they deal with like the, 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 the fear of not really knowing what to do. <laughs> you know, well, what, what am I going to, how am I going to start this thing? Yeah. You know, you let blank canvas you know the fear of the blank canvas where do i start so my method really is to number one easy peasy kind of get it all in the system um lo load it in organize it break it down into into scenes into into bins into sections um lay it all out and then what i like to do is I've got a method where I, I have all my footage laid up on a, on on one sequence for each scene, everything, and it could be it could be ten minutes, it could be three hours, but it's all on one sequence in in the Avid. So I use a Avid Media Composer as my editing system. Um, and what I can do with that, I can plonk it pretty quick. I can, I can I can drop it into one of the monitors on the on the Avid software, and I can spool through that in literally two seconds. I can just drag across the screen and I can see all the media, all the footage whizzing past my eyes. Every single take? Every, well, ev everything. So, I'll, so wow. let's just take something quite simple where there's, the, there's a scene in a cafe with two, yeah. two people chatting to each other. So the director will, will cover that dramatically with various shot compositions, wides, closes, details of the of the things on the table there might be some cutaways of other people in the restaurant there's a wide shot outside to establish it perhaps there's over the shoulder of person a person b and so on right so the whole scene is broken down into all these different components so i'll take all those shots um and all the all the takes so there might be 20 takes of one 30 takes of another one take of another you know but i'll i'll organize all of those takes and all those shots into a sequence and have a very specific methodology of that where I have colored dots, nice. uh, 
These are the tips and tricks. This is oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I have, a, I have like, I mean, my specific coloring system for some reason I don't know why. Red is a is a new uh, shot composition. So wide shots will be, you know, and then it goes changed to a medium shot. That's a red, right? Little dot. Nice. And then I'll and then I'll have a blue dot for a, a slight variation within that shot, mm-hmm. right? So there'll be a wide, but they might change the position slightly. They might, or they might add something into the scene. Anyway, so I, 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 I kind of organize all the coverage of this scene uh, with color dots and, and, it just, and it just goes on for as long as it needs to. And, that's, and, I, and I lay in everything that's usable so I won't have the collapse or any outtakes or anything like that, but it's yeah. everything that I can use. And, and, and then by having that, and as I said, I put it in the monitor and I can drag across and it will just all flat the whole thing. I can just, will just flash before my eyes and it, and immediately I know what's in the footage. Hmm. I, I haven't gone through it in massive detail, but the process, and I do that myself. I, I think I could get my assistants to do it, but I like to do that because by organizing all that footage and it, and I'm now very fast at that. I can I can be up to speed with what's been shot and what options I have, the kind of coverage that we have in in ten minutes with with stuff that, that there might be three hours of footage. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Because I'm not yeah. going through it yet. I'm just I'm literally in out at the end, bang, in out, bang, in out, bang, and I'm building it up really quickly. And I'm building up this nice kind of document of stuff. And because avid, you know, the, the the digital editing systems, we can we can drag it and just and just spool through it very very fast. Amazing. Um, and so one, once I've done that, depending on the footage, if it's if it's take based, I'll pick a take. Um, usually the the last one, you know, you, usually the last one. Not to say that you know that's the one that's going to be used, but generally speaking. The way shoots are done, as you know, you know, you start off, you start off at the beginning by shooting a few. You start to understand, okay, maybe we need to change this, or it's taking yeah. too long, or you know, the performances aren't there yet. They need to warm up, or someone will do something, and then someone will love that, and then they do more. You know, so it gets it gets more developed and more focused the more the yes. more they shoot. Yeah, yeah. So generally speaking, towards the end is the, is a good guide. So I'll just I just want to pick a take. And I'll throw it into the timeline, and I and I just want to build something really, really quickly. Um, if it's if it's that kind of freeform coverage, let's say let's say there's twenty minutes of chocolate being mixed in a bowl, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, I'll, there, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll whiz through, and again, I'll just by whizzing through, I'm just kind of getting a gist of what there is. And mm. I can see that at the beginning, oh, there's not many air bubbles and you know, it's not very fluffy and it looks a bit dark. And as I whiz through in five seconds, I see it gets brighter. The stuff starts to develop. It, it's faster. You know what I mean? I can, I can yeah. see how it's changed and I'll just, I'll just backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Oh, there you go. That, that'll do for now. And I'm mm. just grabbing something really quickly. Mm. And, I, and I'm not concerned with exactly the right piece of footage yet. What I'm concerned with is, is the effect of having all these shots in a row. Because that's something that, um, referring back to what I said earlier, once you add time to a script and a storyboard, yeah. and once you're watching it in real time, things change dramatically. Mm. You, you really get a different sense of how this thing's going to work. 
So I want to know what that feeling is as quickly as possible. I used to, when I was starting out, I, I, I used to preoccupy myself with having to select everything. Um, and I think that was a, 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 an aspect of kind of inexperience and confidence. I, I really felt like I couldn't make a start unless I'd seen every single thing mm. first and picked yep. out my favorite bits, you know, and then I had a little select and then I, right, okay, now I can start. Now let's, let's build this thing. And, I, and, I, and, and okay, you know, I'm not saying it's wrong, but it just takes a lot of time. Mm. And, and there's another thing that, that you have to remember is you, you, you sometimes you don't really know what it is you need until, until you, you've kind of, you've tried it, you've, you've kind of built something. And once you've built that initial sketch out of just fairly, you know, arbitrary picked takes, like the last take or a bit of the chocolate, you know, whatever, then you kind of go, oh, right, hang on. I get, I get a flavor, I'm getting, I'm getting a flavor of it now. Like, I can see the tone, I can see the, the, the general direction, I can see, I can see, I get a much better picture of, of, of what this film needs to, what, what this film needs. And yeah. then I'll go back again, you know, once I've got that sketch and I, and I, may, and I may play against some music or, you know. Um, just Does the music change the edit? Have you ever kind of cut something together and decided and put some music on and go, ah, it's just not working? Music is, is one of the most important things, if, if music is involved, of course. Yes. Um, it, it, it's, it's huge. It's huge. And that, that we should talk about that later. Nice. Um, but just in terms of selecting, you know, uh, the selecting process is, is it never stops, to be honest with you. Mm. But obviously there's a stage in the edit at the beginning where it's much more about finding what you need. Mm. And, and sometimes you, you, you don't know what you need until you've built the edit. And then once you've built the edit, you go back to what you need. And then it just kind of goes backwards and forwards. Um, and then, of course, you're selecting right at the end of the project when you get a comment from the client. Uh, you know, do you have a, a, a take where, you know, the, the woman's eating the falafel in a happier way? <laughs> more eyes, right. more eyes, more take. Yeah. She's not enjoying it. Why yeah. isn't she enjoying it? You know, she needs to enjoy it. So you have to go back and, and, and select yeah. again. Nice. Select with a different, a different goalpost in mind. Mm -hmm. um, goalpost is actually an, an interesting one, you know, because, because the whole time you're, you know, you're, you're trying, you know, you, you're, you're aiming for a goalpost, you're trying to hit the goalpost. Uh, and, and, and you need to find out where they are. And when you're, when you're working, you know, you start off on your own, you kind of get to decide where they are really based on the script and the treatment and what you've discussed with the director and maybe some work that you might have already done, storyboards and so on. Yep. But you get to set the goalposts and my goalposts are usually set to where I, what, what I feel the audience needs. So again, my loyalty at that stage very much so is, is about who's going to watch this thing, right? Mm. Then when the director comes in, joins me, which we get a few, bit of time on our own before we have to present to the agency, um, they'll bring a new set of goalposts in. You know, hopefully they're pretty much in the same direction. There's a bit yeah. of overlap there I and mean, shoot and still hit the net, right? Yeah. But it will be different. It will always be different. And I think one of the things that, that you know, helps form great relationships between any, anyone who's collaborating in a kind of artistic sense is, is that kind of shared direction. So, directors that I think I've worked with a lot will probably have 
our goalposts will probably be pretty much in the same yeah. same direction, you know. Um, but I have worked with people who, who've been like the other side of the pitch, you know, what the hell is going on there? <laughs> but but that, in this, yeah. that can actually be quite interesting as well. Mm. You know, sometimes it's quite interesting to, 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 to be challenged and have a completely different agenda, but it can be quite frustrating and, you know, we don't have all the time in the world to, 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 to thrash these things out. Mm. So anyway, so, um, so they'll bring the goalposts in and then, and then depending on what they what they want, I might have to go back and find some other stuff. And then the agency, whole new set of goalposts, potentially yep. client and so on and so on. Um, but I think, you know, hopefully everyone's been communicating along the way and, and there's a clear shared vision um, and, and we don't have to meander too much. Amazing. Um, so what I'd love to do, because you're, it sounds, you know, you're an experienced man. You've got your systems, you've got your workflow, you've, you've figured out, you know, how and what, and you know, you've nailed it. You've, you've got, you've got your, you're happy where you are. You're doing what you're doing. You mentioned that you love comics, you know, kind of going back to how you started off in the industry and how you got in to become the editor that you are. Comics, did they play a big part of it? Did you start off just reading and then going, oh, I want to get into film? And then, because, you know, in my mind, looking at a comic, I do, as you said, it, I went, oh, yes, because you're telling a story with sides of images and it's telling a narrative and it's keep, keeping you, in, you know, you, you can learn a lot about editing maybe from comics. Did, 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 is that was that the starting point for you, or you're already into film? Yeah, and working. Yeah, yeah, it definitely influenced me. I, I've no doubt. I mean, um, you think about a comic book. It, it there, there is a, a, a huge economy of of images of communication. It's 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 really condensed, isn't it? Yeah, it's a storyboarded film in essence. It, yeah, yeah, and and the choices that the artists make again are, are are obviously hugely dependent on what they want the viewer to feel hmm. and to know. And style is a big part of that. Um, so you have camera angles, I guess, in in comics. Yep. Um, you have details. You have you have montage pacing as well. There's there's a huge amount of pacing in, in comics. Um, went to an amazing exhibition at the um, British Museum on on manga, hmm. you know, Japanese yeah. uh, cartoons and, and and comic books, and there was a very interesting thing, very interesting part of the of the exhibition was was talking about how you scan a comic, hmm. at where your eye goes, so you can actually the the, the more condensed the images are, the more images in a, a small a small part of the comic book page, essentially the comments like the quicker, yeah. the quicker the cutting, right? So it's like you spalling through that 20 minutes of chocolate. You're yeah. Yeah. And if there's one image on a comic book page, that's like a long shot. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot to take in there. It's usually very detailed and you'll spend, you know, minutes on that one image looking at everything and you're supposed to the whole thing slows down reading the mm. comic you'll just you just stop at this this shot right mm. to kill a shot and yeah. it's like it's all in there and then you turn the page and it's like a flurry of 20 boxes bang 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 like bang, a bang, fight bang, scene bang, bang, bang. Da, 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 pow, da, da, da. Eyes, close up punch face hands 
Yeah, exactly. And you and, and there's no words and it's just very simple images. Hmm. You're you're editing it all in your head. Those images are coming in, and because there's not much to take in, you you can you move on to the next one really quickly. And I think I I probably I probably did pick that up kind of unconsciously when I was young. That that pacing and the rhythm and the hmm. and and slowing down, speeding up, economy of imagery, economy of storytelling. The other thing I, I, I find quite quite funny when I look back is when I used to I used to you know occupy myself like all, all boys playing with cars and Star Wars figures and uh, you know all that kind of stuff. I used, I used to play with those when I was young on my but I sit by my bed and I would I would tell all these stories with with my cars, my little matchbox cars and the, and the Star Wars figures, Lego. But I would I would make these movies in front of me. And I would, and I would, I would actually I'd do this thing where I would blink, I would blink, and change right. angle. Nice, yeah, yeah. So I'd have a fight sequence where I would, I would, you know, do you remember the A Team? Mr. T always used to throw someone over the camera, right? So I would do that. I ain't get on a plane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I would, and I would, I would blink. I would shut my eyes, move my head, and yeah. open my eyes and see. And, and see the footage, see the see the action, yeah. like a car going over my head or something. And then I close my eyes again, and and I would do all these sequences. It was so weird, like, blinking at twenty five like, frames a second. It just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that part. But yeah, I tried to do like a I don't know, I can't remember how old I was, but I don't know if Tony Scott was still still was 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 making stuff at that point. But I would do some yeah. very fast car chase sequences you know action sequences and i'd be like blinking like crazy <laughs> stutter framing you know like <laughs> doing this kind of technique wear my eyes out but i was i was already editing that without even knowing it i mean i didn't even know how editing worked you know i remember looking at a football match and thinking how the hell do they go from a wide to a close i thought there was some technology in the camera that you press a button and it would just go closer yeah, nice. you know yeah yeah so um yeah, that was a, a, a big, a big influence. Uh, and as I explored, you know, I, I did training. I went to art school for a year. I did a media production degree. I just, I just gravitated towards post-production, being a complete geeky nerd that I am. Computers and, you know, video games and all that kind of thing. Mm. I used to love all the tech. Um, and I just found editing to be a, a really exciting part of the process that I, I could have a, a big, I could play a big role in in shaping it. Um, collaborating um and and problem solving you know and, and expressing myself yeah. in, in lots of across lots of different ways you know because we do as editors we we we're not just responsible for for picture editing we do a lot of music editing mm. sound design as i said earlier you know we we have to create as close to the finished things possible um so we get i mean music you're talking about music earlier we we get hundreds of tracks sometimes and we have to lay them all up and we have to try them. So we'll have a short list of 20, right? Let's, let's edit those 20 as best we can. Wow. So I have to listen to the whole track, break the track down, really try and get the most out of it, cut it to the edit. Maybe the edit needs a little adjustment as a result. Mm. So, so there's a, yeah, it's, it, it covers a lot of, um, a lot of different skills. So by the time you've kind of come to that, the hero 32nd, you may have cut hundreds potentially you know or you know how many how many times could you have changed that edit from where you've started to where you end 
is a seamless is a seamless you know i guess in an ideal world you kind of just where you are was roughly where it is and there's a few tweaks and it's it's kind of there but those times mm. where it, the, the music does change at the nth hour you know that's got to just keep adding on more layers and more layers and do you ever feel like then you've suddenly gone actually the first i did my first cut was the best absolutely absolutely right yeah it's really it's really amazing how that happens i think i've got a kind of a little idea about why um but but time and time again, you know, the, the early work remains the most exciting, the most energized, most interesting. Because there's there's such a thing as overkill. Was it mm. Quincy Jones used to have the term paralysis by analysis, which I nice. love. Yeah, nice. You know, it's really true. You can spend too long on a project and, and just you just get blind to it. You you get you know, there's only so much time that you can you can spend on something before, before you you just lose you lose a bit of perspective. And and I think editors are trained to deal with that. I'm not saying it's 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 hard. It gets harder, but you 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 can you can freshen things up. You you, you just have ways of doing it. I mean, I I one of the one of the one of the great ways is to, to get someone in, to get someone in from who's never seen anything, play it to them, mm. and weirdly as soon as you have someone in the room that watches something for the first time with you who's seen it hundreds of times you suddenly see it for the first time again it's wow. very strange there it's like their objectivity infects you you know mm. kind of becomes part of you and you and you're extremely sensitive to the fact that they don't know what it is they're going to watch and it's almost like you get a bit like oh no i hope they get that bit i hope i hope they understand this or i hope they feel this this way and your desire for them to feel those things suddenly you're suddenly like way more reliant on the on the film doing what it needs to do that you may have taken for granted because you already know so much about it and every time you're you're watching it for the 125th time you know so much already does it matter who Um, that person is that comes into the room it's like you've watched it for the 150th time all of a sudden you need a new perspective you just phone up reception and go you know get me the runner yeah. or get me the md or get me you know it, does it need to have does that person need to have something attached to you or can it just be you know the cleaners walk past you gone can you just come in here and just get the cleaner, cat food yeah. bread for, you know what what do you get from this cat food commercial go, i call my assistant just can you just grab someone off the street you know just grab them with a drag them in yeah, yeah. give them a coffee and they'll be fine exactly um no, I, my number one condition for that is, do you know anything about my project? It, nice. it, because if they've seen a script, you know, my producer might, might have read the script with my assistant's obviously loaded with footage. They're no good to me. Yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 they're good in like, I'll, I'll, I'll play it, you know, do, what do you think? I think everyone's opinion is completely useful and valid. You know, there's, there's no such thing as a bad opinion or, or an unuseful opinion. Mm. But But when I'm trying to make sure that we're saying what we need to say and it's understandable. It, is it too fast? You know, are you following it? I, I, it's most useful if, if someone doesn't know anything about the project at all nice. and they're looking at it completely objectively. And, you know, are there editors uh, or is that, are they, would they then come out <laughs> with a bit of baggage going, Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. About that cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's a tricky one. Um, yeah, I mean, that, as I say, look, you have to be tough. You know, you have to be tough to, to criticism and judgment. Yeah. It's, it's hard, you know, it's hard. And if, you, if, you, if you've got, 
you know, if you bring an editor in whose work you just love, you know, all the people at Final Cut, they're, they're such a talented bunch. Mm. They've all done work that I wish I had done. I'm very jealous of, you know. Um, you know, you bring someone in who, who's who's just cut a, a killer Nike ad that's, 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 I don't know, amazing. And you just think, oh, man, that's just what a brilliant piece of work. And they look at your, what you've done and they're like, eh, why don't you, you know, what, what? And then they have a problem with something. You're like, you're crushed. You're completely yeah. Why crushed. did you put that shot next? And you're like, yeah. oh, what's shit, going on there today? It's like, seriously, what the hell have you done? I did, I did remember doing something and someone pointed out that I, I'd broken like the, the, there's like a 180 rule, you know, the yeah, kind of yeah. classic, one of the classic editing rules, which yeah. it's, 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 it's very useful when it comes to geography, but hey, like all rules, you know, they're not, they're not set in stone. Right. But he pointed out, and then I couldn't get past it. I couldn't get past it. And I was like, <laughs> that was it, right? That's it. it. Shut down. I'm coming back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, ruined for me. But, you, but just, you have to. For, those, for the media students who are like 16, 17 and have no idea about the 180 rule, just can you just give them a quick little what is that rule for them? Oh, man. Can I just go and get my book off the shelf? Um, <laughs> in, in a nutshell, it's, yeah. it's to do with uh, geography. Yeah. So obviously, in a, in, in a room, if, if you're shooting, okay, the simple scenario is two people talking to each other. Yeah. And the camera has down. to, huh? At a table sitting down, two people. Yeah, two know. people facing each other. Yeah. So De Niro and Pacino in heat, right? So they're Beautiful. facing each other in a cafe. Yeah. The, the camera, when you shoot them, the camera has to stay. So, the, so okay, so the, 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 the line between them is, is literally one, one, one pair of eyes to the other pair of eyes. Yeah. Right? That's, that's the line. Yeah. And, and 180 degrees describes the space one side of the line. So you have to stay on the same side of the line. The camera has to stay on the same side of the line. Otherwise, you have, because what that does is you have, you have Pacino, I think I remember he's on, he's on the left, mm -hmm. and De Niro's on the right. Okay. If you swapped over, Pacino will be on the right and De Niro will be on the left. And yeah, that will be completely great. confusing. And then you'll, yeah. then you'll cut from one to the other and you'll have Pacino looking... Into, into, into space and De Niro on the same side looking into <laughs> it and no one's looking at each other. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's, a ge it's a geographical nice. um, spatial rule yeah. that helps people, essentially people look at each other. Yeah. And if you break that, it can be extremely confusing. Mm. Um, however, as I said, there are always exceptions to the rule. And you should, you should, all these rules are, are really guide because ultimately you don't want people to be confused. Mm. Um, that's something I, I might look for in the footage and I'll, I'll hang on a minute you know you've crossed the line on this and crossing the line it's not that you've crossed the line but what it means is that you, you, you know, there's going to be a confusion of geography yeah. but then obviously you could flip the shot yeah. that might cause issues because there might be some continuity in the background that might be confusing but then you might have to, you know, have to fix that in post they are very important things because you can't have the audience going hey, what, 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 hey. Where, where am I now you know yeah, yeah. where am I um, there's a film called uh, um, audition mm -hmm. i think it's audition a japanese uh a japanese horror movie it's, it's, it's brilliant and totally disturbing so anyone anyone who quite likes new japanese, or is it an old film quite, it's quite old yeah it's, it's 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 fairly old came out at the same time at the same time as the ring um but there's a, a really cool sequence in that where this guy is having a dinner date with this woman the premise of the film is that this filmmaker is, 
is lonely and looking for a, a wife mm. and auditions loads of women uh, secretly, secretly to find a wife, but they think they're auditioning for a part in a film. He's actually auditioning them for a partner. And yeah. things go things go south, let's say like that, in, yeah. in, a, in a very disturbing way. Anyway, so he's having dinner with this woman, yeah. but because the filmmaker wanted to create a sense of, of an unsettling, disturbing emotion mm. and, and give, just, just unsettle the audience and, and make them feel off kilter and just something's wrong, something's wrong here, mm. without, without the, because the, the, the filmmaker character doesn't know anything's wrong yet, but there is something wrong. And the filmmaker wanted to inject a scene with that sense, right? Mm. They shot and they broke the rules. They broke that 180 rule very deliberately. Yeah. Very clever. And, and the camera bounces around all over that. And it's really, it's really jarring. Yeah. But you don't, you don't know why it's jarring, but your brain knows, if you know what I mean. You know, you, your brain does. It, it's, it gives that feeling. That, like editing, yeah. editing, is it as much about feeling as it is about experience and, and just seeing, you know, color-coded dots on a, on a thing that you just cut together? How do you create a good edit? Like, what is it? Is it just, you know, it's like, I know it's like a massive question, but. It is, it is, it is. Um, look, I start off, I start off in a, on a project in a very logical frame of mind mm -hmm. because I've got all this footage. I, 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 I can't think about how it's going to work yet. So I start very logically, very structured, but I want to get into that space that you just talked about very quickly. I want to feel it. I want to feel it feel it out and and i think i i ultimately when i was talking before about about balancing the kind of logical brain with the with the kind of emotional brain mm. feeling brain i probably ultimately like to lean more on the feeling brain than the logical brain mm. because you could have something that doesn't technically work but it, it feels right you're in a much better place than the other way around. If, nice. if, it, if it technically works, but it just doesn't have any feeling, it's just not, it's just not gonna, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna Does that be gut instinct, Has that gut instinct got stronger the more you've done it, or have you just listened to it more? Like, was it something that you always kind of had as an editor because of maybe the comics, because of maybe what you did? What well, you taught yourself? I, I, I think I, I think you know to anyone listening who who who's interested in in being any kind of artist you one of the most important things you can do is develop that instinct to develop that emotional sensibility and sensitivity and awareness you know and I, I think that's what will will pull people to working to want to work with you um, you have to develop that. You have to you have to nurture it and protect it and inspire it and you have to, and and there are obviously very different ways of doing that but you have to you have to love it you have to love what it is that you're make the kind of thing that you're doing and I love film so I watch a lot of film and I and I I'm very consciously trying to decide what do I like in film if I watch something and I love it and I'll come out moved and changed and inspired i'm like why what what was it about that who made it who was the editor who was the composer who was the director who's the cameraman what 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 did they do 
you know what mm. else have they done and i'll go and watch some more stuff and i you know obviously growing up spielberg scorsese tarantino yeah uh, all, all these guys, you know, they, 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 they bring something and I'm part of that. I'm a fan. You have to be a fan, <laughs> you know, yeah. but then, but then you also have to, you just soak up, just soak up as much stuff that you like as possible. And you're, and by doing that, you're, tra- you're, you're kind of, you're raising your game, you know, mm. you're raising your gold standard. You have to know, you have to know what's possible. You have to, know where the gold standard is what what are you aiming for what's the, what's because you can't you can't settle for just just doing something you know mediocrity you know mm. look as we know you know filmmaking is is it, there's so much compromise involved yeah from 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 forced compromise like you know you had a location shut down at the last minute then you have to kind of switch to another one that you really didn't choose and it's, oh, it's not as good but Right, or, or or there'll be a, a massive swing to a different place by by someone on the team or a client or an agent for whatever reason, you know, good or bad, it doesn't matter. You 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 very rarely, if if not never, hit where you where you wanted to be. Mm. But if you don't aim for that, you know, the end result would be just it just it just won't be as good. So. So as an editor, I'm, I guess I guess my my sensibilities and my the things I love and I strive for, you know, I want to make stuff as good as as good as Spielberg, or or as as emotional as uh, I don't know emotional as as, as he can do it hmm. in an ad. Why not? Right. You know? Why why not? Why not? No no one's no one's gonna know that. <laughs> It's personal to me, but, but, but it guides my instincts. It guides, it guides my taste, you know, tastes and preferences. And, you know, when I'm looking at a shot selection, let's say, I mean, I did some really nice stuff with Bernardo's with Sam. Oh, brilliant. Um, with the hyenas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, amazing. So, so, you know, me and Sam, you know, we've worked a long time together, but he, he'll always have a, a, a different point of view, right? Mm. But when we're looking at footage of a, of a young girl terrified in her in her hallway looking mm. at these hyenas trying to get in her letterbox when we're looking at that at those footage and we were lucky you know that the, the girl that he cast was amazing yeah uh, such a young actor you know she was she was really good and and you know every take every take had something but when you're looking at that you you're you're kind of mad you're, you're comparing it a lot with a lot of things you're reacting to it obviously mm. but then you're also you know this is this is this is the real deal you know you so so you know compare it with with all as i said all those things i said before all those films that i've seen all the times when i've been moved and i've and i've seen something on the screen that's mm. moved me why why has it moved me well there's i've had to think a lot about that mm. what am i looking for in a take and i guess really it's some essence of truth Hmm. right that just triggers me like i believe it and and you could you could say it's obvious you know well obviously that one's believable and this one isn't but i don't know if it is i I think you have to learn what makes something believable you have to trust yourself and and it's weird because someone else might find a different take more believable Hmm. You know, but but yeah. Do you see what I'm getting at? Like yeah, I, th- I think it's 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 you know 
your your training as an artist starts from the very first time you watch your very first film. You know, you re- it really does. Or if you're a filmmaker anyway, or painter or whatever, the very first time you start painting and and looking at other artists, um, you're 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 training. Your, you know, and that and that never ever stops. Really doesn't. So I'll go into a cinema now and I watch something. I'm I'm feeding feeding myself with with what makes me a good editor what makes me an effective editor what 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 makes me able to to pull a bunch of footage and create something that can sit alongside you know loads of other pieces of work and stand out you know what i mean because i i i'm i'm trying to protect that gold standard that i have does it for you when you are watching a film or you're watching a tv do you for me personally i kind of watch it and if i've if i get to the end of whatever i'm watching and i haven't noticed anything if you know, if you get what I'm saying, I then suddenly go, I really like that. But as soon as I start note, whether it is, oh, that sound, the audio, the thing, the this, the edit, the, you know, does, does, do you ever kind of just go to the cinema and just be able to just shut off and just enjoy what's happening? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. I do because I've paid my ticket and I love film and I want to enjoy it. You know, nice. I, I could go into the cinema and go, right, I'm going to look at the editing yeah. and consciously look at the editing. But what the hell is the point of doing that? Mm. You're ruining the whole experience, right? Yeah. There's no point. I, I want to be swept away. I, I, I go in with full faith and trust in the filmmakers I want, I want my experience, you know, and, and I give up everything. And I'm, I'm like, right, sit down, right. I'm all yours, Mr. Give Bro. it to me. Come on. Yeah. 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 Woo, woo me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like serenade me and all that stuff. I'm like, uh, uh, but, but when it's, when there are problems, I think, I, I think I, I probably get pulled out of it quicker. Mm. Yeah. Than maybe, maybe someone else might. Um, but I, I want to like it. I go in, I go in wanting to like something, mm. and I'm and I'm interested. I won't go and see something if I'm not interested in it. But you know, certain filmmakers, I'm like, I just have to see it because I'm just a massive fan, and I, I want to see what they've done next. But yeah, I want, I want to. So, so you're right. You're right. I, I, I think one of the aims of an editor, um, and maybe other filmmakers, I, I don't know, but Tony, editing you, you, is to disappear. It's mm. to disappear from the work. You, you really shouldn't stand in the way. Certain types of work demands, you, you, you know, to be a bit more visible, stylistic work, you know, certain styles like, you know, kind of fast paced jump cuts and all that kind of stuff. I think you, you can be a bit more, a bit more visible, but, but it's certainly with, with drama, you, you got to get out of the way. You, you can't draw attention to yourself at all. And, and so certain aspects of the craft come into play there and certain techniques and certain um, experiences that, that, that deal with things like flow and rhythm. Um, who's a great, sure who's a great filmmaker for that then? Who's, who's good? Who should film students and media students? Who, they, who should they be watching for, for flow and for mood? And, you know, have you got any kind of top, top people to go to? Um, Well, uh, it's hard to say really because because most film editors who who are who are working out there know what they're doing, Mm. right? And and so they they will create that. I think the 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 problems with films 
that I found are more to do with the script, yeah. really, um, and and directors not being able to let go of stuff, which I guess you could say the editor should be responsible for. But it's quite it's quite difficult sometimes. Um, I, I've always felt like like the 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 less editing there is in a film, the more impressed I am with mm. with the editor because there's less places to hide. You know, there's there's when you've got um, a film that just jump that jumps around a lot, kind of almost unnecessarily so, because let's say you've got you've got certain people in the film that have to be shown, you know, contractually or whatever oh, yeah. stars, you know, and you're bouncing around a dialogue scene, and, and it's and it's just there's no real p- purpose to it. It's just to show everybody. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'll watch it. You know, again, it's not, it's not that it, it's, it won't, it won't, it's not that it will f- like won't work as such. It's just, I just won't be, I just won't be into it as much. I won't be moved by it. I won't, I won't really, I'm sorry, you're not really telling anyone anything. Mm. You know, if you, if you show everything, you're not showing anything. Right? Yeah. One, one film that I, 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 I was always really impressed with was There Will Be Blood. Okay. Paul Thomas Anderson's a, 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 is on, you know, one, a massive, massive fan of his work. I think he's he's one of the best out there, an absolute master. Um, and and I, I I was so impressed with There Will Be Blood because he he his his shots in that film can be quite long. There's a lot of like long takes, and the economy of editing in that is amazing, and you just don't notice it most of the time. You're so swept up in the in the. It, that's the thing is you're you're so swept up in like this take, of watching Daniel Day Lewis striding across the the desert towards an, an an oil well or whatever, and he's and it's taking forever, but there's drama in it, and it's like it's a suspense and this build, you know. And then and then you cut after all that, you cut to something else. You've got to get that right, you know, because you can ruin all of that suspense mm. if it's not done in exactly the right place and when i say right obviously that's a there's lots of variables in what makes it right but yep. the most effective place depending on you know that long shot and then what you're cutting to i think that's that's really powerful yeah um then nice. of course you've got action scenes born series is a is a is, a, is an awesome go-to for yep. how to cut action and and sometimes it, it won't make sense, you know, there's, but then, but then actually like fight scenes, you know, editing is a technique, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the pace and style of your editing really has to fit what, what you're trying to say. Again, it comes down to what you want the viewer to, to, to know, to feel. So in a fight sequence, when you've got Jason Bourne going up against some dude, you know, and, and they're each trying to shove pens in their throats <laughs> and who, who can get the pen in the foot, you know, yeah. the quickest. Yeah. Yeah it's confusing right and it's dangerous and it's and it's violent and and it's there's like panic and and that and you can represent that in the edit right you you don't want things to make sense in the edit you don't want to to know the audience to know where you are in the room you so you throw it all you throw it all up in the air and that kind of work i think you, you have to rely a lot more on feeling and, that, and so that does relate to some of the stuff that I do in advertising, some of the montages that I do, where I, where I know that it's not about, you know, not about spelling anything out in a very clear way. No, I want, I want the audience to feel 
a certain way. I did I did some stuff for the TV show Skins a while back. Yeah. Um, and there was a, the very first series promo that I did. It was a house party. Um, and we got loads of footage of this, of this house party that was staged. It wasn't a real one, but it, they had a lot of fun. Uh, you know, and, and the ad was, it wasn't about, about any particular story. It was just this vibe, right? It was a vibe of, of bunch of kids having a hell of a time, yep. wrecking the place, getting pissed, getting high, having sex and ending up wasted right that was that was the premise and it was like that was selling the show right Great friday night hey yeah right? <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so so with that one it it was like i i i remember doing that i had i had some some amazing footage and and the director was really clever that was um neil gorringe who works at rogue mm-hmm. uh and he did that he was at channel four at that time yeah we were doing a lot of promo work for them which was really good fun so he he was really good in that he staged this scene and and effectively documented what what they were doing. He was mm-hmm. like, right, everyone, ready? We're going to do a take. DJ, hit it, go! And it was a house party. And I guess everyone had certain you know had to do certain things, but and there were certain key characters in that. But there was like you know fifty people in the house party all bouncing around. Um, so I had all this footage, and I I I, I went in and I. With that one, I, I was rooting through trying to find those really cool moments. And, and it was like, right, I've got about five minutes of stuff. Okay, mix it up. And, I, and I, what I did, I deliberately randomized my timeline. Mm. I, just, I, just, I just mixed it up without even knowing what I was doing. You know? yeah. I wish I had like a randomized button. I remember thinking right into Avid at the time, like, you've got you to stick a, a randomized button that just automatically randomizes all the clips in your timeline. Be cool, right? Because then it's yeah. like, well, what what happens? Um, so I, I randomised it and I and I and I pressed play. We had the track. It was a, a gossip track, and it was, uh, oh wow, this this is fun. <laughs> you know, <laughs> something happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some of it didn't make any sense whatsoever. Some of it did. Some happy accidents, and and I just, it was just like that. It was it was every now and then I would just kind of move things around and just try it and. And that's a very different approach to editing because then what you're doing is you're, you're just kind of throwing paint at the wall mm. and going, hmm, you know, that's, that's interesting. What's, how do I feel about that? How do I, yeah. feel about that? I, like, I like that. I like that. Let's, let's keep that. But it makes me want to do this, which mm. I never would have thought of because how could I, right? I, I, I wouldn't have known. And, and, and it's very experimental. Um, you're, you're, you're trying, so you're kind of leading yourself down different paths and seeing what's there. And oh, okay, I like, I like the view from this, from this bit, from this mm. angle. Let's, let's, let's bring that over here. You, you just, it's just trial and error and you're, and you're just tasting stuff and feeling it. And you know, you're, you're, you're putting yourself in a position of not knowing um, and, and, a, and, a, and a, in, a, in a kind of a space of discovery to try mm. and, follow your gut a feeling and coming back to what you were saying before about about overdoing something and you're talking about about how 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 interesting it is that some of the early work actually is 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 better sometimes than where you end up mm. i think that's because when you're when you're making something for the first time you're you're 
you're freed up from the pressure of having to having to finalize it and you're experimenting and you're and you're creating something on a very gut level a very kind of personal emotional expressive level um and you're and you're and you're creating something that's that's yeah that's 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 got real kind of emotional expressive integrity um you're capturing something there and yeah. and and then the more you work on it you just destroy that <laughs> yeah because because it it might not make sense mm. and and that and it needs to not make sense for it to be cool for it to work do you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. when you start thinking about it too much you just erode what's what's gold in there you just you start replacing it with like functional things and i i, I i'm i can get myself bogged down in that very easily and I, you know i've learned to just let go you know stop fiddling with it if i if i if it was wrong if i felt wrong it was wrong i would have changed it by now yeah. leave it and as soon nice. as i start thinking about an edit too much i'll start picking away and just changing even even frames you know it's really interesting yeah. A few frames here and there can just change the feel of it completely and you've lost something. And, he, and, and it's frustrating as hell because you, you, a lot of the time I'm quite a, I, I like to know why something works or doesn't work. And if it's working and I, I, I want to know why, I might, I, might, I might just get too preoccupied with that and then, yeah. and then ruin it. Nice. Well, that sounds like a bit of, it seemed like a bit of advice for yourself. You know, it's like if, if, like if you were to go back and give yourself some sort of advice. Would that be it? It's like trust your first instinct and don't mess about so much and don't fiddle. Or would you have something else? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Don't, don't worry so much. You know, I, I mean, when I was starting out, I was, it's very common, you know, you have, um, you're just not sure if you're good enough and you know, you, you, you know, have I done this right? That's the problem with, with, with art. There, there is no right or wrong. There really isn't there's there's successful and unsuccessful in terms of what it needs to do mm. but when you've got something when you're doing a subjective role you've got a subjective profession like there there, is, there are many aspects of editing that, that, are, that are purely subjective um you you can't worry about wh whether you're whether it's work whether it's right or not certainly not at the beginning when you're building it i talked mm. earlier about about I, I need I kind of compensated for that by over selecting spending too much time selecting and too much time worrying about if I've got the right bit of footage before I was even using it I mean God, yeah. you know, you, you, and then that can work but mm. in, you know sometimes you might be lucky and you know um, so I think I, I would I would say yeah get get started as, as quickly as possible you know make a mess as quickly as possible and it will be a mess you know, you, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to just get stuck in, um, and and be prepared to fail, which is which is hard. So you know, some people find it find it easier than others. I I, I always found that quite difficult. But I think that's where trust comes in. You know, the, the editing room is a is a is a place where you have to, everyone has to be quite kind of trust each other. You you you, yeah. you are supposed to fail in the editing room. You, you've got to try stuff and. Stuff won't work. Stuff will work. It's a place of experimenting and learning, yep. and failing, and you know you you have got to be able to make mistakes and not be afraid of that. And and I think people who who who've done it will 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 know that. Amazing. Same as on set, right? You know, yeah, you've got to do, be able to do That's ten it. takes. And imagine yeah. if you like had to do a take. You know, it had to work the very first take, and then the and then the director said. 
okay, let's do another one. And, and we're like, what, 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 why, why are we doing another one? Why, why didn't you get it right the first time? Yeah. Well, of course we didn't. Yeah, you're molding it, you're finding yeah. where you want to go. You're kind of. Yeah. Was it someone who said that that fail, fail to fail is the first attempt in learning? I was like, oh, I like that. Totally. Yeah, no, you're like you're trying to when you're on set. It might just be that the communication hasn't been as perfect as it was, and the timing. You know, you're figuring out your timings. You're getting the the cannon to go off at the right time, the crossing to happen at the right time, and you know, all of those things need to. Yeah. Bit of it all happening. You know, as as you've said many times, it's like yes, there might just be that one time where it's a massive stunt, and you rehearse it all day, and the first time you t- you shoot is the full fifty foot drop on a thing. But the likelihood is, if it's two people at a kitchen top with you know friends in the background. It will be take five, six, seven, you know, potentially more once you start getting in the notes. Yeah, it's all, yeah, and it's all a learning curve. A lot of directors will, will, won't know what they want until they start shooting. Yeah. You know, that, that, that discovery process is part of it. It's mm. not even that they have an, a, a specific real intent in mind in the first take. It's like, right, get everyone in, let's do a take. And, and that will inform their process their creativity and then they'll oh, right okay hang on no I know, I know what this needs to be now and they'll, and they'll find it i mean you know there are stories of like kubrick wasn't kubrick used to do a lot of that and he said take after take after take after take and it wasn't that he didn't know what he was doing he didn't know he didn't know what he wanted but he knew that in in doing it he'll find his way to to what he wants mm. and and editing can be a lot like that that, that you that you and and I think I, I it took me a while to learn that that it's not about knowing what it is that you need to make right at the beginning you have to go through the process um, it really does help when when you when you kind of hear other people talking which is why I think it's great the, the, these interviews that we're doing and I love hearing from people who who talk about what they do and, and you hear them talk about that aspect of their job that that they sometimes don't know all the answers yeah. and and they have to get to a certain place uh, put themselves in a position where they're they're open to to, to finding out you know right uh, i guess what i want these to be is snippet you know you kind of look at usain bolt and he kind of runs at under 10 seconds but it's like to get to that point he's been training for four years so you know you you're at the the top of of that editing tree. That doesn't mean that you've just suddenly got there, and it's just brilliant that you've been so open yeah. and, and and it's been fantastic hearing, you know, the creative to the logistical side of the brain and all the bits that you've said. So, like, thank you for having come on. We've got I think we've we've gone over the hour. We've gone over, we've gone oh, right. forty five minutes. I think we've hit like the hour mark. Um, so I just at this point I kind of like to just see if they like you know we've done the advice you've gone through your processes we've heard your story is there anything that you want to shout out any people any projects any anything that you want to give a, a big thumbs up to um well i i've been at final cut for uh, this june will be 22 years wow. i've been there uh, which i never would have foreseen and and i think i'm, I'm, I'm it's quite rare now for, for, for someone to be at a company that long and I'm incredibly proud of that but I feel like I really lucked out when I when I joined them all, all that time ago as a runner and I started as a runner there and worked my way up um, and I think I, I, I'm, I'm it's helped me be 
obviously has helped me to, 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 to get to where I am. Um, but the, the kind of culture that they, that they have there, the kind of the, the, the atmosphere, um, I mean, uh, Rick Russell was the uh, founder. He, he started it. Mm. And what, what he's created there, I think, I think is just a, a really special place. And it's, it's, it's difficult sometimes because you have a, a lot of other editors there, you know, yeah. a lot of really good editors. But, oh man, you know, you, you up your game when, you, when you're in the company of those people. And, and there's a competitive nature to it, but I'm better off for it. Yeah. You know, it, it can be difficult when you're trying to, you know, when you're working your way up and you, you are, you're kind of comparing yourself to these other people, but that's, that's how you get good. You know, as I said before, you, you raise your goal standards. So when you're, when yeah. you're cutting your first ad for God knows what, you know, and then next door is someone editing the latest BMW commercial, which is just a beautifully constructed, crafted piece of work that then goes on to win, I don't know, five DNADs or whatever. Hmm. How, how do you deal with that, right? But but you think okay, yeah. it's possible. Yeah, Th- this is what I'm aiming for. The, this kind of level of craft, and and there's a really nice open culture there that you can you nice. can you can walk into other people's rooms, chat. I'm really stuck on this. What do you think of this? What am I, am I missing something? You know, there's a sharing. Um, it's I, I, I big big shout out, out to Amazing. those guys for, for for continuing to kind of create that and, and you know nurture people a lot of up and up and coming talent you know got the old guard and then you've got the new the new people coming up and they're all in, in influencing each other right you know um so yeah i'd say that was uh, shout out big, big... <laughs> yeah well look thank you for your time um ladies and gents if you want to learn about editing this po- this episode alone should just be giving you the starting blocks the the end that like the whole journey of where you can go and what you can do um so just big 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 love big love james thank you so much for kind of coming on for giving us your time um and ladies and gents subscribe share review send it to a film student who wants to be an editor send it to a, a, a media student that wants to be a director editing is one of the most important things in the whole process filming is important but it is won or lost in the edit for me um so keep shooting keep safe and until we meet again that's a wrap So that was a chat with the king or queen in the game. I give it a shout at the end so you all know the name. It's the Film Gods Podcast. The what? The Film God Podcast.